Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your Edwin, it's Friday. Yes, it is. We love Fridays. I, I, I will be honest with you. In these recordings, I wasn't sure we were going to get there, but here we are. Here we are. Here I we mean, are. I knew we were eventually going to get to Friday in, you know, time, but I wasn't <laughs> sure about in these recordings that we were going to make it this yeah, week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> if, if everyone knew how wonderful it is to hear our voices today. <laughs> uh, we appreciate technology. Effort, it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate all your extra work, Edwin, uh, on that this week that's uh, making it possible. Um, and it's great. It's a great thing. It's a great Psalm, Psalm 32 that we've been looking at. In fact, I think you have a new translation to read for us, Psalm 32. Yeah, the Lexham English Bible, Psalm 32 of David, a mascal. Happy is he whose transgression is taken away, whose sin is covered. Happy is a person to whom Yahweh does not impute iniquity and in whose spirit there is not deceit. When I kept silent, my bones were worn out due to my groaning all the day. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vigor was changed into the dry heat of summer. I made known my sin to you, and my iniquity I did not cover. I said, I will confess concerning my transgressions to Yahweh, and you took away the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you at the time for finding you. Surely at the flood of many waters, they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. From troubles, you preserve me. With cries of deliverance, you surround me. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will advise you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or like a mule without understanding that needs his tackle, bridle, and rein for restraint, or he would not come near you. Many are the pains of the wicked, but for the one who trusts Yahweh, loyal love surrounds him. Be glad in Yahweh and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright of heart. I love it. Encourages us to shout for joy. I'm not going to blow out the microphone at this moment, but <laughs> it certainly does capture the heart that has been delivered and knows forgiveness. That heavy hand of the Lord has been removed. And now we have the blessing of the joy and the happiness, the yeah. protection, the assurance that the floods of judgment will not take us away. Of course, on Friday, we like to look at these psalms, particularly in view of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm, it's always Good Friday on Text Where, Talk. <laughs> Where do you see Jesus in this <laughs> psalm? You know, that's interesting because this is the psalm that we are one of the psalms that we know pretty well. I, I doubt. I doubt Christians know this as universally and as well as Psalm 23. That's probably the best one, the best yeah. known one, I should say. Yeah. But I think if there's a close second one, it is probably this one, because I, I imagine almost every preacher out there has probably preached a sermon, if he's preached for any length of time, from Psalm 32 to talk sure. about forgiveness, to talk uh -huh. about confession, to talk about turning to the Lord. And so we, we find this as a great one. And yet... I think it's easy to miss Jesus in this psalm. I, I still assert that we should be able to find Jesus in most, if not all, 
And it's, it's my goal as we go through yeah, this to I'm, find I'm Jesus in every one of them. Um, so I, I'm, I'm holding out that there, you know, maybe there is one that, that is strictly just about what was going on during David's time or during the time it was written and is not giving us any message about Jesus. But I think this is not one of those. This, this one has Jesus in it. It's just not as obvious. It's not yeah, as this obvious. is, this is not going to be probably make the list of messianic Psalms. Yeah, At not the in the same sense time, of prophecy though. or foretelling. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, though, you've got a theme of forgiveness. And when you come to the New Testament, you find that, well, it's Jesus who makes it possible, makes forgiveness yes. possible. This this kind of has to be all about Jesus if it's about forgiveness. Absolutely. So let me tell you how I get there. I, all right. And, and why why I see that, what you just said, that that's where we're going to end up. And, and I think you're absolutely right. If it's all about forgiveness, it has to be about Jesus because Jesus is the only reason forgiveness is possible. So how do we get there from this psalm? I, I, I almost said a few moments ago that this translation, like some of the others, has some things I don't like and some things I like. And I want to be careful saying that as if I know Hebrew and I have real authority to question somebody's interpretation. But I tell you what I really did like. I liked in verse six because mm-hmm. I, th- where I find Jesus starts in verse six and the Lexham says, well, let me back up. The ESV says, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Mm-hmm. And that, that's that, what the new King James says too, godly. Yeah. So th- this idea of the godly seeking God when he can be found, it kind of confuses me because what this psalm is about is people who have done ungodly things seeking right. the Lord. And then it turns around and says, let the godly people seek him. I, b- but you were talking about the ungodly. You were talking about the ungodly who are found, by, who are forgiven by the Lord. So so why do you turn around and then tell everybody who's godly to seek him? Well, Listen to the Lexham again in verse six. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you at the time for finding you. So the new century version we read, uh, was it yesterday? For this reason, all who obey you should pray to you. Okay. So that, that, that idea of obey once again, well, wait a minute, they've confessed their disobedience, but maybe this is kind of a hinge because it's the confession is itself obeying the Lord. I think this word that the Lexham uses, though, the faithful, really helps us get to what's going on. So behind this word, and again, I don't know Hebrew hardly at all, but uh, as I've studied this and, and talked with some folks that know it better than I do, I uh, have discovered that the word behind faithful here is chasid which is the adjective form of that word that we've commented on again and again throughout the Psalms, chesed. Remember, chesed is the loyal covenant love. That's the word that is true. In fact, it's used later in the Psalm when it says, those who trust in the Lord, loyal love surrounds him. And I love that Lexham translation of chesed, loyal love. It's a covenant love. It's the Mm -hmm. love that the Lord has offered his covenant people. So when we come back to the chasid, which is a form of chesed, an adjective form of it, what we really recognize is here are the people who are faithful to the covenant. Mm -hmm. And folks who are faithful to the covenant receive God's faithful to the covenant love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Now here's, here's the distinction we make. 
the distinction that we see, and this really goes back to the name of the Lord, because in the name of the Lord, we've got the Lord who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin, but will by no means clear the guilty. That confuses us. Wait a minute. You just said he forgave. Now you said he won't. What's the yeah, distinction? Yeah, for like generations. Why is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So here's the distinction. Those who fear the Lord and submit to his covenant are subjects of the grace and mercy and forgiveness that comes along with that covenant. They mm-hmm. receive the loyal love. And even when they are faithless, the Lord is faithful, which doesn't mean if I dismiss the covenant and decide to embark out on my own that God is still going to save me. But what it means is, is that even when I have sinned, the Lord is faithful to his covenant. When I turn to him, he He forgives. When I confess, he forgives. We actually see that in Judges. Here are the covenant people constantly turning away from the Lord. But as mm. soon as they turn back to him, what does God do? He yeah. forgives and delivers. It's it's just, mm-hmm. in fact, as you're walking through Judges, it's almost crazy how, how much forgiveness God is offering these wicked, awful people who turned away from him. But now at just even the slightest hint of turning back to him, he remembers the covenant. He remembers right. the covenant. Right. He's always faithful to his word. And so what we have is we have this working in both directions. God with his chesed toward the chassid, his faithful love toward those who have surrendered and become subjects of the covenant. Now, obviously, our our intro says 15 minutes eternal impact. It would take us 15 hours maybe to trace the idea of covenant and moving from the covenant from Sinai to the covenant at Zion to moving from the covenant that God made through Moses to the covenant he's making through Jesus. So let's just, we're going to have to jump all of that and just jump to the fact that that covenant through Moses was leading us to the covenant through Jesus. It absolutely was. And one of the names in the New Testament for this covenant people of Christ is his kingdom, that he is the king of king and lord of lords. And I can't help but notice in Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, when it speaks to us about the truth of the gospel and the benefit of it, it is it has changed our relationship with God and made us a part of his kingdom. We are in his kingdom now if we are in Christ. Colossians 1 and verse 13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. And blessed is the one who has this forgiveness of sins, being in his covenant, being in his kingdom. I think it's so There's cool that, that said, yeah, that Paul there talks about the son of his love, love. It's the son Mm -hmm. of his love. Out of his love, God sent his son to be the propitiation for my sins Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and for the sins of the whole world. However, now now here's the key. Oh, hey, that's in 1 John 2. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Here's the key, though. Who gets to be a subject of that love? The chassid, those who are faithful to the covenant. I can't be faithful to the covenant if I'm not in the covenant, if mm-hmm. I have not submitted to the covenant. Mm-hmm. So so here's the key. If I want the forgiveness, I have to be part of the forgiving covenant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Folks who stay outside of Jesus are not part of the covenant. 
Right. Folks who are not part of the covenant are not the Hasid. They cannot seek the Lord. They in, in this sense, they they can confess all day long. And you know, okay. I love that movie. It's a wonderful life. It it is one of my favorite. I I have I've actually been in dramatic presentations of that. I love it so yes. much. Okay. Very dramatic. So <laughs> Are you calling me a drama queen? <laughs> so, anyway, I love it. However, you know, there's that part where George Bailey is on the bridge and he says, I'm not a praying man, but do yeah. this for me. Mm-hmm. That is a worldly understanding of how it works. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, if you're not a part of God's covenant, if you're not a praying person, if you're not the person who is subject to this covenant, you can sit there and pray all day long and it's not doing you much good. I, I no, recognize I, mean, I it, recognize the exception of like Cornelius who is moving toward God. I understand that, but that's not what's happening in that movie. I'm sorry, well, I, I, I cut you about, off about that about about that movie. It it sounds like a, a a coming to God moment, but really it is a testing God moment. Yeah, and and really we're is. not to test God. Yeah. But anyway, the movie had to happen. Well, so let's did. go on. And, and I love the movie, and I, I love even the ultimate just... message of the movie. But that that one point always bothers me because here's what this psalm says: it's the faithful, it's the pay- people who are part of the covenant. And for, for what we need to recognize is that even folks who were part of that old covenant, they only received forgiveness because of that leading into the covenant with Jesus, because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Here's the key. If I'm not in covenant relationship with Jesus, if I have not given my allegiance to Jesus, I can pray all day long and will not receive forgiveness. Mm. Forgiveness comes to those who have entered the covenant with God through Jesus Christ, and those and those alone have the option to seek God while he is found and be forgiven. No one outside of Jesus receives forgiveness through seeking God in prayer, only through Jesus Christ. So where do we find Jesus? Jesus is the basis and the foundation on that makes this psalm true. Without Jesus, no one could seek God. Without being in that covenant, no one can participate in the covenant love and faithfulness of the Lord. Jesus is everywhere in this psalm because without Jesus, we can't have this psalm. That's all I got. Praise God. Hey, (laughs) you ready to wrap up or you got something you want to add? I guess we could add. And so how do I get into the covenant? Yeah, I think it's a great idea for you to share with us how we enter the covenant with Jesus Christ. Let's just go ahead and take an extra minute and share that. It's the power of the gospel. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And this message of Jesus who died for our sins upon the cross was buried and on the third day rose. He conquered death. The evidence of his death was his burial. Evidence of his resurrection was that he was seen. The reason for all of it was to pay for our sins, to provide forgiveness. And so he invites us to believe that message and to confess our faith, to repent of sin in our life and to be baptized. That is immersion in water for the forgiveness of our sins. When we are baptized, we are baptized into Christ's death. When we are baptized, we are clothed with Christ. And so we are a new creation in Christ, in him in his covenant, 
Old things have passed away. All things are new. Powerfully, in Romans chapter 4, Paul actually quotes the psalm we're reading. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. And as we walk through Romans, we find this reaction and response to the gospel. And I appreciate appreciate what it says in Romans 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, that in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. You enter Jesus Christ through that faithful confession and allegiance as you surrender in baptism, being buried alongside him and raised up to walk alongside him. If you have not entered the covenant with Jesus Christ, we'd love to help you with that. Send us a message, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Send it to us right now. Let us know how we can get in contact with you. We want to help you enter that covenant because that's the only place where forgiveness can be found. Andrew, why don't you go ahead and wrap us up with a prayer and pray for all those who have heard today's message that need to give their allegiance to King Jesus. Our great God and Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the blessing of Psalm 32, which speaks to the blessing of forgiveness, how you have done all to make it possible that we might know forgiveness. Father, that the heavy hand of the Lord might be removed from us in the forgiveness that is found in Jesus Christ. And my prayers to all who are listening to this podcast today that they might respond to come into the covenant that you offer, the covenant that was established by the shedding of the blood of Jesus where there is forgiveness of sins. Father, that we might act faithfully to come into that covenant and faithfully in that covenant for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Excuse me. All right. So we'll cut out this and I'm going to say. <laughs> Clear your throat. throat. I know. <coughs> Pardon me. I'll clear it up. Oh no, don't get don't get water on your Bible. I got coffee on my Bible. Oh no, your new good Bible. I got on my goat Bible. Oh no. It's my Bible now, isn't it? Oh I oh you knew it was gonna happen someday. I know, but oh. hey man, don't uh don't don't let it hinder your ability to share with people how they enter the covenant. Okay. All right. Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Stop thinking about the coffee. I'm crushed. <laughs> I am crushed right now. <laughs> it's killing me. I can't believe it just happened. Uh, all right. 